Well, hello, you gorgeous butterflies. I hope everyone's grabbed their favorite drinky drink and they are settling down for a fun, spicy, explosive episode. Because for the first time in Queertown history, we are having Laura, Javi, and myself on Queertown the podcast. Y'all, you are not going to even imagine all of the places our conversation went. I have been performing with Laura and Javi for almost six years, and it's been almost five years since our live variety show kicked off, and we go through all of the like delicious, amazing memories that we've had over the years uh, with this show, but also just with our own queer lives here in Austin, Texas. It's a really special episode, and ah. Uh, <laughs> I kind of feel bad for waiting so long to have released it, but (laughs) like this was the last episode we recorded before Laura left. And I think there was something about just like wanting to hang on to this moment and keep it private just a little bit longer. Uh, But I am so, so ready to share it with y'all. But before I do, I need to say that we (laughs) had a very chaotic recording experience, uh, which most of which you're going to be hearing now, but not included in the episode is this fascinating detail that for Laura's last episode, while she was living here in Austin, Texas, her car was towed mid-recording and we had no idea until we wrapped recording and we had all said goodbye and gone our merry ways immediately. (laughs) Oh, I had to drive Laura to the impound lot and that was the last place I saw her. Uh, before she moved to LA. So y'all, happy Pride Month. Welcome back to Queer Town and please kick back and relax. Cheers, queers. So everybody, I'm just going to start off by saying that this is the last time I'll be physically here in in person recording something because I am moving to Los Angeles. Okay, I I'm getting emotional. I uh, and we just started drinking, so uh, we'll see how this goes. I'm obviously very excited for you, but also very disappointed that our good friend and co-host Laura. Uh, will no longer be our neighbor. Aww. I yeah. uh, thank you, Mace. I'm. I also have a heavy heart about it. Uh, I've been talking about it for a minute, but given pandemic and things changing all the time, it was hard to like pin down a date. And I'm. I'm glad that it's now happening, but it doesn't come without some heavy, heavy feelings of um, sadness. How long has it been like now? Like it's happening now. Like this plan. This. Oh God. Maybe three weeks. Maybe a month. Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, so because everything sort of fell into place in terms of having a place over there, it, mm-hmm. it just seemed to, to make sense. And so that makes me grateful to be here with you two because we know scheduling has been our arch nemesis. Scheduling has been homophobic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think for anyone who is a longtime fan of the show, you know, we've been working as a trio on this project since 2017, and it seemingly took just as long for the three of us to regroup on the podcast. I think this will be episode nine, which is wild yeah. that it took this long for all of us 
to be here in the same space. But I think it really speaks to, you know, kind of the pivot we were doing where we've brought on some amazing guests and we've really let them sort of dictate the flow of the episode and the conversation we're having. Yeah. Uh, but now it's, it's us again. Yeah. Well, I hope this was so much yeah. easier in the pandemic when it was just every two weeks. I know. Oh my <laughs> <gosh. Yeah. laughs> uh, our successful Twitch stream yeah that's right it it was successful and we did have some very loyal audience members so shout out to (laughs) tina oh our number one fan thank you tina for your support it's very sweet she's gonna shit herself that she's (laughs) been mentioned (laughs) on the podcast okay so i have something to say to tina which is i reached out to her when we were launching the podcast and i was like hey i just want to let you know like we're launching a podcast and tina goes you know, I don't really listen to podcasts. Tina. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but she kept asking me for updates. Well, because yeah. we announced a while ago. We did. Yeah. And there did. was there's been some delays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and so she she kept asking me. She just kept being like wasn't there going to be a podcast? <laughs> 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 we message me because you work together, right, Javi? You yes. And Tina? Okay, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's, uh, I'm her clinical supervisor. So I'm supervising very, her. Very cool. Very cool. To give context to this. Her training to become yeah. a therapist. Oh. Yes. Yeah. She did say that she was excited about the podcast, but just that it was like learning how to like, I don't know, take a left turn while driving. It was like, I need to learn how to do something new. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this sort of reminds me of when we were working on the live show and it was a few months into our monthly format. And I was talking with someone in the cold town lobby. And I remember they were like complimenting me. They're like, yeah, like tonight's show is so much fun. I just want to let you know, this is so much better than whoever was originally producing Queer Town. And I was like, that's, that's us. It's always been us. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. Okay, let me tell you about growth, honey. Sit down. <laughs> when you're starting something new, it sucks. <laughs> we are figuring it, it out. It only gets okay. better because you figure it out with time and audience laughter. And I, I was like, you know, I'm just going to take the compliment and I'm just going to be like, yeah, you know, like the, the show has really grown a lot and we're all proud of that. <laughs> And and I guess it's so much better that you don't even recognize us. Also, it takes a lot for somebody to be like, you know, it's just produced better now. True. Yeah. 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 That's that's like a theater critic Mm -hmm. comment right there. Oh, I know who it was. I I don't remember. I think it was someone I didn't know. Mm. I don't think I'm like masking it. Now, maybe my memory has just like obstructed uh, a close friend from saying a hurtful comment. (laughs) This is what we call coping mechanism. Yep. (laughs) Javi, you correct me for a moment. No. Cool. Wow. My mom is a psychotherapist. Uh, I always forget that. It came out like a, did that come out like a brag? No, 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 okay. no, no, yeah, no, no. My mom, she's very talented. She got a master's degree at 23. Wow. We're very, yeah. No, she's Wait, very, so she graduated yeah. with her master's oh, degree Yeah, 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 yeah. She did like a year program at, I believe, Our Lady of the Lake. L-L-M-S-W, I think I have that correctly. Yeah, L-M-S-W. I don't want to make this about me, but so did I. I just. No, 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 L-M-S-W. But this is, yeah. Yes, yes. I got my L-M-S-W. I think I was 23, 23. Yeah? I was about 23. Okay, smarty, two smarty pants. Yeah. That actually warms my heart knowing that Javi, you and my mother are accelerated smarty pants. And also fits fits the bill. Y'all are both, they're both very, very, very smart. Javi, I just need to say that when you said like, oh, me too, you, you did like the, the cutest little like shoulder 
Thank you. Sitch. It was like, mm-mm, don't, don't forget about me. Also, y'all are looking physically great. Like, the Thank shoulder you. sitches Thank are, like, you. looking just since, yes, there's that and there's this. I looked at my Barry's yeah. account and inexplicably we had six free sessions that we have to <gasps> use in the month of March. Wow. And I would say in March 1st, I was not in Barry's shape, but we just took a class and just suffered through it and... <laughs> We're doing it, and oh, I love it. Shout out, Barry! I don't think I'm supposed to love it, but I do love it. No, 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 no. I think you should. I think you should love anything that bet- betters yourself from the inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So, what is your thought about Barry's boot camp? Because I have, like, I, I'm aware it exists, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of afraid of it. If I'm being honest, it's with a lot. You. It's a lot. That's a good question. It's 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 all set in a dark room. There's definitely. I mean, it's not like. It's not like CrossFit. Like you'll get your bearings once you're in there, right? Like they're they they're very clear. Like if you're starting on the floor, get this amount of weights and just like go. Um, but um, uh, but it's a, it's a gay bar at eight in the morning. Mm. Uh, it's great. The music is so loud. Mm-hmm. I went in there yesterday and I had a treadmill next to the speaker and I was, it was the most like get off my lawn I've ever been in my life. Um, <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. This is what I do instead of going to clubs. I just go in the mornings. You know, I have been such a grandpa lately. I cannot for the life of me imagine being out until like two or three in the morning. Oh yeah. No. My entire day yesterday was consumed with anxiety because I had that show at the fallout and it, the whole day I was like, Oy vey, how am I going to get downtown and <laughs> South by Southwest? There won't be no parking. The Ubers will be expensive <laughs> all day. That's all I could talk about to keep. Oh, when I did slide in the DMS a few weeks ago, I think that show starts at 10 30. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, on my couch, just a few feet from us. <laughs> and I was like distraught. I was like a, like a depressed, like divorcee who was like, I truly do not know. And it was like eight 30 at night. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to hang at my house until like 10. <laughs> and then at that point, go to my call time. <laughs> well, it makes you think about like pre pandemic, how much energy we were putting into that. Like oh, that yeah. is, the, that's the deficit right there. And then this is the amount of energy. Oh, Pre-pandemic, that would happen on like a Wednesday. I would oh, say, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Throw down, mm-hmm. a cage match. Those were 10 p.m. on Wednesday shows. Yes. Those were 10 p.m. on Wednesday shows. <laughs> oh man! And I would look forward to them. I would, I would be so excited. I, I would go and I'd look at all the cuties and I'd get ready to perform and I'd say, I know I'm just beginning at improv, but I swear, I swear, it's gonna be a go. I know I'm dying while saying this. I didn't know your snatch came character would be B. Arthur. <laughs> B. Arthur. <laughs> you know, I, Dorothy. I, I think out of, you know, the queer town group, I, I am the, the B. Arthur. You're the uh, B. Arthur. Would that be your snatch game character? I don't know. Hmm. Th- that's a, that's a really good question. I'm getting like some, like Ascot, like Charles Nelson Riley vibes from you a little mm-hmm. bit, which is just like a one-to-one for match game. Yeah. Um, what would yours be? I do I don't, I feel like I would be a Muppet or something like, mm. like somebody who <laughs> Janice is the first that comes to mind. Janice, Straight hair. Do, do y'all remember that thing where it was, these three characters are me and it was maybe a, like a, maybe four or five year old, oh, like a pyramid, yes. like you'd make a pyramid of the three characters that you are like cartoons, oh. characters from movies, from TV, celebrities. Janice from the Muppets was one of mine. <laughs> 
I remember I had Amy Jellico from. I don't know. It's the character that Laura Dern plays in Enlightened. Oh, oh, oh okay. which is sort of like a damning <laughs> analysis of myself, but I think it's very accurate. And then it was Meg Ryan in uh, When Harry Met Sally. Wait, I'm sorry. How old were you when you were filling this up? Oh, this was like two years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 I thought you, Mace is an eight year old. Like, <laughs> yeah, Meg Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and you flipped your nice hair. <laughs> yeah, I'm just practicing my fake orgasms <laughs> as an eight year old. <laughs> I'm sure that's happened. Um, well, so I, I guess like I kind of want to throw out a generic question here, which is, which is like, how, how has everyone been? And I mean that to say, like, let's just say like an Omicron wave up until this point, because that's kind of when we maybe were last. No, I mean, it was even before that. But let's just say, like, how how have things been for you over the past months? Because we haven't really been together. Like, what stands out to you? Mm-hmm. And and like, how how have you how have you all been? Mm. And how have I been? I think I've been okay. I I don't know. This winter has just felt so long to me for whatever reason. Mm. And Laura, I think you and I are in like similar phases of life and that we have this like really exciting transition ahead of us. Like yeah. you are moving cities. <laughs> I'm leaving the job that I've been at for three and a half years mm. and I'm very excited about this next chapter. But like you, I've had a number of things sort of delay that from happening, which have been like very like logistical, very practical. And I am glad to have made the, um, the delay with leaving my my job because I am grateful for the work that I get to do, but I'm so excited for what's to come, but it's like I had to get through all of this, like, I don't know, because I'm creating my own production company and it's like, I am going to be getting like invoicing uh, as a producer. So it's <laughs> like, I need to have, you know, like a bank account that I can pay people out of and all that sort of thing. And like, as excited as I am to be doing that, I'm just overwhelmed by the reality of it all. Yeah. 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 And, and so I think there's like this moment where I'm so excited to like have my like goodbye from work and like really like celebrate and do all that. But then it's like, oh man, I don't want to do like the <laughs> logistical ramp up work for my own thing. I just want to jump to when it's all set up and I don't have to think about any of that. Yeah. I admire that, like from a, like a potential, no, an independent contractor play, like learning all of that shit is such like, to me, one of the most adult things, Javi, you've been down the path of being, no, no, even in so, okay. I I mean, somewhat, I think I've done it so poorly that I can't claim (laughs) to know how to do it because I don't think I did any of it right. Okay, (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) Uh, What I'm saying is Mace, uh, teach me what you learn along the way, because I, um, yeah, we'll we'll go down that path of, of trying to operate as an independent, contractor person and uh i'm not looking forward to it i've been fortunate enough to have uh jobs that have paid me every two weeks for a while and sort of segueing out of that over the past year and a half has been like a whole different like mind fuck for sure so i so I, i totally feel you it sort of feels like i am like 
getting ready to go into like a graduate program, if you will, of like, I have like all this, like just like mental like workarounds of, okay, like this is how I'm going to be paid now. This is how I'm going to like be able to spend money and all that sort of thing. And, and I'm so, so here for it, but I just, I, I'm at a point in my life, so I turned 30 in about a month. Mace mentions his age, Mace mentions his age, wants a podcast, Mace mentions his age. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I know, I'm young, I'm hot, what can I say? Uh, no, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> That's my segment pitch for once. <laughs> yeah, Drewski, if you're listening to this, uh, imprint that on concrete. Let's let's get that in every episode. <laughs> Dunsky. I don't know if it's podcast appropriate, but I would like to talk about your party. Oh yeah, we should. Yeah. 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 My thirtieth birthday party is called Daddy Fest. <laughs> <laughs> because okay, get this. So I think once upon a time I was a twink, but I never realized that about myself mm. because you never self-identified as a twink. There. I never self-identified as a twink simply because I think my shoulders were too broad, <laughs> are too broad. My shoulders have not shrunk in size. They are the same size. True. Okay. I just feel like if I were to be a twink, I would need to be more of like like a like a string bean yeah mm-hmm. type nipples shape. are up here and then the belly button is four <laughs> feet below yeah. that yeah. yeah yeah just torsos that never Tor- end. right right yeah it's like nicole kidman as a man <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's not me right. Right. i think i'm much more of like a john c Riley body type <laughs> Well, I, I mean, like maybe when he was in his twenties. Oh, okay. I have not seen I'd a John C. Riley in, in his twenties. I, in my mind, he started existing in Boogie Nights. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah same. That's it. <laughs> Attractive bot there. Um, no, uh, but but Mace, I hear you. Like you're you're saying, like in an identifying way, you are now throwing Daddy Fest as the thirtieth to say, like, well, I never was a tw- now I am Daddy. Yeah, I'm like, call me daddy. Why not? Like, I I don't know. It sort of feels like a reclamation in a way of how I am self-identifying within queer spaces, which, I don't know, might seem like a very silly thing Mm-mm. but to no, me it's, ju- like, it's a juicy fuck thing. it no yeah, yeah, i yeah. want to go in i want to be more confident i want to like own my shit more yeah. and i think i'm ready to approach dating in a totally different way than i have been mm, how so uh well i historically have been open to just like a really fun time but y'all i think i'm ready for something serious <gasps> What wow. the fuck? Okay, you got emotional before <laughs> with me leaving. I get emotional that Mace is serious. <laughs> no, it does feel like what? there's like a new writer's room. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh man, you know, like we've That's had- what I was going to say. I was like, Daddy Era is just a whole new season. Uh-huh. This is, uh, yeah, those were. People are going to, you're going to break up with somebody that everyone was like, no, he was perfect. And then <laughs> you'll have that ship and then you'll start somebody new. And people are like, okay, fine, he's all right. And, you know. Anyways, this yeah. is my, I'm, I'm sorry to cast a TV <laughs> narrative shadow on your No, I plan. think that's exactly but, what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. It's I'm, season three, Sex in the City? I'm so sorry. I didn't no, know. It, I, we, I, I, it's okay. It's okay. No, I'm this, so, this is my Poppy was devastated here. to bring yeah, that yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was actually thinking about that just the other day. So really? It's so <laughs> funny that you mentioned that because I watched season three out of Sex in the City first. Like that was the first mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. that for whatever reason, and it's because my next door neighbor growing up had season three on dvd oh. and i think aiden imprinted on me on such <laughs> yeah. an early age mm. 
And I was really thinking, and this is a question for y'all. Sure. Like, I think that was probably my first like sexual crush. Cause I had had like crushes on people before, but it mm-hmm. had never been like, I want to like have sex and be in love with this person. Mm-hmm. And like Aiden <laughs> was that for me. Yeah. Um, are, are we going around and saying what our first like sexual? I think we should. Um, a, a few come to mind. I feel like uh, Kelly Kapowski and Say by the Bell oh. was certainly one. I think uh, Elizabeth Shue also in like any like Back to the Future two and Adventures in Babysitting that was huge oh, for me. Yeah. Elizabeth um, Shue is so hot, so hot. And the to me the other one that's a little weird to me, and I think I have yet to psychoanalyze is. Do y'all remember that movie Problem Child? Yes. Yes. Uh, with John Ritter. John Ritter. Uh huh. Yeah. So John Ritter. John Ritter. The the maternal figure, the mother figure in that, had the hugest crush on her. Oh. Wow. And that it, that that one. I Wait, yeah, who yeah. is that? Who's She's that a red. Mm. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I can't. I can't remember her name in in, in real life. But um, I had this Fievel doll, and I remember very exclusively being like, "This Fievel doll is the size of the torso." I need to pretend that this Fievel doll, and this is like would sleep in bed with me at night, is the mom from Problem Child, and I'm gonna make out and throw this Fievel doll on the wall, and that's my first thing. I from heard. Problem Child <laughs> to Fievel, yeah. I just it, it's such a stark reminder that I was like, oh, you and I are closer. Yeah, we're very close. <laughs> we are to base. Oh yeah, and also Fievel being kind, being non-binary too, to me in 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 my head of this like. Mm. Oh, like mm. I'm free. I'm free spirited. Um, but uh, so I looked it up, and it yeah. looks like that woman's name is Amy Yazbeck. Sure, and it looks like she's most well known for being in the sitcom Wings. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. There it is. Okay, there it is. <laughs> um. So yeah. So that oh, that I'm gonna th- go home and binge watch Wings. I know. That I bet, show slept. Oh yeah. What I bet. It, I, bet it, I bet it. I bet it. Alaska. It was a, it's about a, it's a workplace comedy and it just takes place in a regional airport. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like one of these like mid, no, like early to mid nineties sitcoms yeah, yeah. that is just like, it's an ensemble and it's just a bunch of just really funny. A Steve, uh, Steven Weber's the main character. Yeah. Also, oh. also kind of Aiden-ish. Yeah. 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 No, Steven Weber is in that movie with Patrick Stewart from the nineties, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. And I remember that was like one of the first like, gay forward films that I had ever seen and I rewatched it recently. It holds up. Really? Yeah. And it's like sort of upsetting how hot Steven Weber is in that role. <laughs> That's right. He was a very early, like kind of queer icon because he took that role. I remember that. Yeah. And Patrick Stewart was actually so moved by the script that he uh, used it when he was playing Captain Picard on Star Trek to cry in front of the camera because he was just reflecting on like how impressive that whole script was. Yeah. Wow. That's a great fun fact. It is. Um, I I have not seen it. So I need to, I need to add that to my list. I just watched a movie. I'm being topical. I'm so sorry. I know I'm not supposed to, but, um, but no, it reminded me of, cause you and I have talked about how like there was a period of time where gay cinema was just bad. Yes. And just, Oh, I, I can chime in here for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And this, um, uh, no, but this feels like I'm reading this movie. I'm really not. I actually did enjoy it, but it's this, that new, it's, uh, this new Troy Sivan movie on Paramount plus. Uh, yes. I know of it cause I'm uh, a reader, but yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
but uh but it's about it's it's just it's just it feels like one of those movies like it's just like a super tiny production super independent um i did like it i did it does sound like i'm calling it bad but i actually really did like it well i i appreciate you saying that because honestly any movie that troy savan is in it just it feels okay i i'm i hate saying this it just feels like comparing a lunchable to a charcuterie board. Oh. <laughs> it's 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 like both, of, both Javi and I just put our foreheads down on the on the closest. Is one. Troy the lunchable? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I love Troy Sivan's music. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Oh I, yeah. I just I don't think I've actually ever seen any movie that he's been in. I just saw the trailer for that movie he was in that Joel Edgerton directed, what was that, Boy Erased? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, like I thought, this movie looks terrible. That one did look real bad. And I never saw it. So that, am- that's on me. That's just my judgment mm-hmm. to the trailer. Yeah. Maybe I should check it out. But every other movie that Troy Sivan has popped up in since, I'm like, mm, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, I encourage you to check this one out. It's good. He's quite charming in it. It seems like it's going to be like an, an easy watch and like a yeah. a, a, a feel-good watch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. It's, That's it's, what was yeah. my takeaway. It's good. It's good. I'll just The premise is he uh, finds out that he's been exposed to HIV and he has to wait the three months to find out if he's transmitted it. Oh, and it's just okay. about what happens in those three months. That yeah. that's a great plot right yeah. there. Three that interests me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to check it out as well. Javi, what was your? <laughs> um, okay, Javi, what was yeah. your? Javi, early a sexual childhood? early childhood sh- sexual awakening. Yes, like the first choice of one. Yeah, no. I opened a lunchable. <laughs> I held that turkey. <laughs> um, I mean, I wrote this into a sketch. It was definitely Justin Timberlake, very specifically in the tearing up my heart video. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very yeah, specifically yeah. the second verse. Um, uh, the ginger from uh, Captain Planet. Oh. He was hot. Yeah. Um, what was this character's wait, name? Mace is on this. It's a cartoon. Uh, yeah, no, I, yes, I, I know of Captain Planet. Also, live action Captain Planet, gay, queer centered. Um, I'm pitching that so that way I, I write mm. it and maybe the three of us can write that together. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Oh, queer, queer of centered yeah. Captain yeah. Planet. Okay, the, the ginger is giving me major um, like indie vibes. Okay. Oh, totally, Javi. Yeah. It's the messy yeah. hair, the little yeah. tousled hair. Yeah. Uh, I he think cared. Whenever we release this, we're going to upload photos of all of these people <laughs> and characters <laughs> to fired? our Instagram. Yes. The red, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, because everybody had an element. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. think his element was yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. You know, the ginger hair. Earth, wind, fire, heart. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know why, but whenever this show is airing, I thought somehow that these were the characters from magic school bus oh as same like, animation style yeah, I yeah. That. So, yeah. So, yeah. well because there was a uh like a ginger kid on magic school bus okay and i, I don't it looks like this aired 1990 to 1996 so that makes sense because mm-hmm. it would have been like a similar timeline and it probably would have been like flipping between channels yeah. yeah and i think it was probably too young to like understand like these are different shows so i was like oh like when they're really young they have miss frizzle and then when they age a little bit, they have Captain. He's <laughs> <laughs> the high school teacher. <laughs> also, it's worth noting the uh, the uh, bad person on Captain Planet. I'm doing this, and my eyes covering half of my face, like the hair is a major queer icon for many young uh, queer dyke lesbian Ooh. queer dyke of center. Laura, queer so women. 
Do you remember my canceled show at Fallout? It would have opened May 2020, but like obviously that didn't happen. Where you would have played a supervillain from a 90s TV show? Yes, and I was oh, yeah. so bummed about that. Yeah, like that show, I still want to put up at some point. I just like... Wait, say more about the show. I remember the villain part. Yeah. I want to say Designing Women was added to that. Shoulder yeah. pads. Am I making it? It was this called... Is Franny, right? Yeah, 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 it was yeah. called oh. Davenport Divas. <laughs> and Laura played someone who had been written off a show. And <laughs> she then got a role as a villain on a children's show. And she, like had like a psychotic breakdown and convinced herself that she was that character. And so she <laughs> takes everyone on her old show hostage as the character that she's now playing. So Mace, I know you cried at the beginning of the episode and I had a little cry about 10 minutes ago, but now it has reached the full emotional peak of this episode. You just described maybe the most perfect role I would ever want to do. Oh my God. Um, Medias. There's layers there. There's layers. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say I'll fly back in to uh, do a six week run. <laughs> Actually, no, I will. I will. I'll do it. Yeah, you we'll make it work. It. We'll make it work. You could do it the way that like uh, the like elder cast members on SNL, <laughs> elder strong word, senior cast members do it, yeah. where they just like fly to New York for like the actual yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll be, that'll, yeah. please. Yeah. yeah, you'll spend Monday through Friday in LA and <laughs> come back Saturday nights. So. Oh, incredible. Okay. All right. Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it. But I did also get very emotional hearing that description. So I... I have to apologize. I really delayed uh, y'all answering Laura's initial question. How the fuck are you? Oh, I it was. Oh, it was. I was probably avoiding it. Yeah, I was. I don't, <laughs> we don't have to go in. Go into it as much as you want to, Javi. I mean, I I think we want to. You know, the three of us are together to 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 speak together on the podcast. No, we want to hear about. No, you. I think I'm fine overall. It's just um, I don't know. I think. Yeah, this, uh, I don't even know how to like put words around it. It's like this transition out of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I don't want it, like, it makes it sound like it's like ending or over and none of us can guarantee that, but certainly like a loosening and things are just very, very different. And it's been a real weird adjustment. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely while we are recording this episode, we seem to be, at least here in Austin, in a lull. Yeah. Right, right. It's yeah. like South by is happening in no a masks very anywhere. like yeah. chill, like almost like a like a throwback kind yeah. of way. Yeah, that's what yeah, that's what we've been saying. Like it feels like twenty twenty, March twenty twenty. Yeah. You know, as if the pandemic never existed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's been uh it's just been an interesting, I don't know, a couple of months figuring that all out. I also just turned thirty-eight. Woo! And uh, I've, I was real proud of myself for like most of my 30s. I was like, I feel great. I don't feel like I'm getting old. And this is like the first time where I was like, oh, I feel like I'm getting a little old. Mm. Um, and just everything that comes with that. And then I decided to spend my birthday in Fort Lauderdale, <gasps> where I was surrounded by the most <laughs> amount of gay retirees. <gasps> You can imagine just as far as the eye can see. And on that Saturday night where Keith and I were just like bar hopping I, and just, we just kept walking into bars and it was just a sea of just, just gay retirees. And I was like, Oh wow, this was, I should have thought this decision. <laughs> um, Cause we were trying to save money. We were, the, the initial idea oh, yeah. was Miami. I was like, yeah, we can go to Miami. And I was like, Miami's expensive. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, Oh, let's do Fort Lauderdale. They say it's gayer. Um, it, which is, it, it is, right. but it's older, older, <laughs> it's older. I didn't know that about Fort Lauderdale. 
I don't think I did. I, I, like mm-hmm. Palm Springs. I know Palm Springs is gay in many different, like there's a spectrum of ages there, but I know a lot of gay retirees live in Palm Springs. So that would have been my like, you know, first pick for city of old, of, of elder senior yeah. gays. Yeah. Fort Lauderdale has uh, this, uh, I don't know if it's a suburb or a small town, but it's called Wilton Manors. And it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's basically like five blocks of just nothing but like gay businesses. Ah, so it's like major restaurants. Um, I would guess probably 20 gay bars. Um, and like gay boutiques. So it was just like very much like their like yeah. little gayborhood. I mean, we've talked about this quite a bit on Queer Town, but that like sense of community, like I know Austin doesn't have it because of the reasons we talked about with Michael Barnes, right? Yeah. It's like historically we didn't need to have a gayborhood. Right. But oh my gosh, imagine how fun that would be yeah. if like, like, I don't know, like East know. Six was just like some like, great like boutiques and restaurants mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just like i don't know it's a little like i think area. i thought that was gonna happen with like cheer ups and violet crown when i moved here in 2013 felt like that i was like oh maybe this is gonna be like a, a gayborhood and then there'll be like a more like cis male gay bar that moves kind of in this area and then that's gonna happen and then obviously also became what it is and condo city you know usa on on the east side but um yeah i think we we did talk about it with Michael Barnes and like the importance of community and and centers and what that means and I'm I'm curious to even have more people on to to talk about it in in their kind of like you know um the businesses that they do and why they do them and and what community means to them and because I I I have no intentions of opening up a bar so I want to hear other people come in and be like this is why I want to I believe in it and in this way and and continue moving things forward because it's what I want to see and it seems like it's what Absolutely. We all want to say. Well, this is my pitch for anyone who's listening to the podcast. My prediction is that within the next five to 10 years, all of downtown is going to be at least 20 floors. Mm. I think we are getting to a point where like all the buildings that are going up, that are getting permitted are like 40 to 60 floors, Mm -hmm. which is great. Like I'm all about urban density, but what we're losing with that or these like amazing spots like Iron Bear or Cheer Ups yeah. that are like very intentionally just like single floor establishments. And my pitch to anyone listening to this is to create a like one to two story district that is like super chill, super gay, mm-hmm. and doesn't have to have that like, I don't want to say threats, but anxiety yeah. about like the zoning commission uh, approving their little plot of land for 60 floors or whatever it is. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Where do we see the ideal queer center? If we think of like, you know, a San Francisco, you know, um, Castro. Yeah. Castro. If we, if we think about like, is that, and I know like history being what it was for, for that, for that area, like we won't be able to emulate that here, but like, what's the ideal where we're encompassing so many different identities everybody felt like i don't know like what like what is the what do we see that's closest to the ideal for us this may be a tough question are we talking geographically yeah geographically within austin yeah what oh geographically like any is there any major city that comes to mind and the thing we want to see here well i talked about going to palm springs earlier but i definitely talked about how it's uh it's like the G's very capital on that LGBTQ. <laughs> yeah, right. Which is, I think, something that we that we often do like touch upon here in in, in queer town land. Which is like, yeah, like 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 the cis male gay is going 
to be the the dominant bar because we talk about discretionary income and, and trickle down between like a a pivot of a, a male female paid divide and and i think like that's like the the question like where where is it ideal slash like what do we want to what do we want to build? Like as if I'm a stoner thing, like what? <laughs> what's the ideal of what we want to see? I think it's tricky because there's a part of me that wants anybody to feel welcome anywhere. I think that's why living in Texas right now is so difficult because there's like fucked up legislation yeah. and rules and like these hearings are happening on a weekly and seemingly now daily basis where it's like, Jeez, Louise, this is just exhausting. Yeah, yeah it's fucked up. Like it, it's so it's fucked trans up. Kids protect uh, trans kids. But also, it would be really cool if, like, there was like an area, yeah. right, where like, you could go. And I was just in D.C. for a wedding, and uh, the area that it was in it was the wharf, um, which is right by the water. And I guess this is like redeveloped area. It's kind of cool. And there, I was there around Mardi Gras, and they did a Mardi Gras parade and it was so fun it was like all of these like golf carts and it was like marching bands and there was like drag queens on the golf carts and and it was amazing and i was like austin needs something like that that's just like smaller but feels like welcoming and celebratory instead of i don't know because like south bay is so built out it's such a thing and it's not really for the people who live here it's like an economic boost but it's not like a celebratory thing for austinites necessarily right 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 yeah no i i think um i think it's interesting i I think i think what like the question behind the question is like well is there an ideal spot that exists in the u.s yet like what we're clamoring for places that where people can feel safe in in any wherever they hit on a queer spectrum and i think like that's what we're saying is there's space for new spots to open up and exist where people mm-hmm. feel welcome. And and that comes with, in, in a way I'm saying like, well, who's going to open that? You know, like, yeah. oh, like, I mean, that's, that's tough. Like there, I'm telling somebody else to do the thing that I want to see like that. If, I don't know. I, I, I always feel like it's an, it's an interesting conversation of, of where we are in like having more words to define queerness means what for like being able to feel all those things in a safe space. Um, Absolutely. And so I know like a full circle bar is starting to do a, a queer night. Um, full circle bar is um, at 12th and Chicone here in Austin. Y'all should, you should go and, and check it out. But it um, every Wednesday from six to nine, they're doing a queer happy hour with discounts on drinks. But what we're trying to do is create uh, a, fun thing for people to do which is um play skee ball um uh, shout out to bonica jane phoenix national champ two-time national champ um, you have a connection to this person i do have deep a deep connection <laughs> deep connection to this oh a deep uh, you should uh. you should see our glassware no i'm just kidding um so uh i just want to give like a shout out because there was we did have it uh like uh we it opened up uh, not that long ago and, and so we had a bunch of queers queers come in and kind of we overheard people say like hey like this is the most like free I've felt to express myself without feeling a, a, a body dysphoria in any space. And we were, and this is like through a, a, a friend that we heard this and we were like, okay, so maybe we should, we were like, we just thought it'd be fun to say it on, on Instagram. So that we queers, queer rollers would come out. Like we didn't know that it was going to reach people outside of ski ball and it mm-hmm. did, which is awesome. But we were like, okay, so maybe we should look within the spaces that we have to create these queer yeah. nights because that is 
like the the ideal f- feedback that that queers feel like they can just be themselves and safe in an area and so i just want to give it like a shout out to full circle barford for doing that? that every wednesday from six to nine it's gonna be queer it's gonna be queer night and we're just gonna have the playlist usually skews uh not gay bops and uh it will skew gay bops on hell yeah on wednesday nights i'll go six to nine yeah we should all we should all go together so we just opened our second bottle of wine. So if you at home are listening and you notice that we start to get into fun mode, that's why I paid. Okay, so it is so rare for the three of us to be together. Um, I would love very quickly, and actually, let's not make it quick. I don't know why I'm being mm-hmm. weird about this. I feel like I'm like making a big ask, but it's I not that big of an ask. Don't have plans okay. after this, just like <laughs> so you know. I mean, it's to get home and cuddle a two-time national ski ball champ. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! And finish the after party, but yeah. So I, we've been working together on this show for almost five years now, which is kind of wild to yeah. think about. What are y'all's like favorite queer town moments over the years? <laughs> I, I mean, there's like uh, some iconic photos that my wife, the two-time national ski ball yeah. champion, took <laughs> that are so good and so beautiful. And to me, like one of my favorite qu- like queer community moments even was like, I think it was our first Queer Town at Cold Town. And, and oh, like we were like chained together, yeah. sponsored by Deep Eddie. We were messy from second mm-hmm. one. But we had such a huge cast to play games with us, I believe. And so... You know, here I am seeing like, you know, f- you know, f- maybe like tw- 20 people on the stage, like playing these games together. And uh, well, that show was really interesting yeah. because it originally was, well, it was tied to Austin's Pride Weekend. Mm-hmm. And mm. that year, Hurricane Harvey delayed Austin Pride because mm. it was, I think, going to be in August and yeah. then they pushed it to October. Okay. So we pushed as well. And somehow like... In the weeks or months that ensued, we like added more people. We got the beverage sponsors. It was like this whole thing. I see. And wow. I memory. I, yeah, yeah, very good memory base. Yeah. Well, I just remember I had so much pride, for lack yeah. of a better word, in that event because it was like such a like thing. It just felt oh. like this like amazing community party. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if any of our live shows ever really captured that mm-hmm. um build out as yeah. far as like like there was drag there was magic there was comedy there was this there was that it it just mm-hmm. felt like such a fun celebratory thing and, and yeah those photos that bonica took are amazing and yeah. definitely i think created uh like this important moment marker there was a a sign that was hung behind us that said i think you are beautiful is that what it said i want to say it was you are magic you are magic yes no you're right yes thank you thank you you are magic and like both of you are still in my phone as that picture from that event yeah um if y'all if y'all don't know uh, search queer town or even us because it it is a beautiful photo and, and to me one of my most favorite memories is I think that that photo and that night, because it was so like, I think I am getting emotional. It was so like beautifully queer. And I think the genesis of why we're still here around these microphones was like, oh, no, we really do need to to do this in this in Austin, specifically in this comedy space. It's vital. Yeah. Because I started doing improv 
over 10 years ago. It was why well, I did my first like improv class at Cold Town when I was a senior in high school. I didn't and, know that. Did you? Yeah, know? I did. Oh, God yeah. damn it. Javi's well, because well, Javi and I had a question about like who the first out person was at yeah. Cold Town. And technically it could be me, but <laughs> I don't think anyone... <laughs> anyone's counting that because I did like one class I did level one and I was like this is weird I can't do this but I got back into it in college and that was a very like heteronormative space to be in and I really felt quite ostracized yeah. by Mizzou's mm. improv scene and I'm sure like there were a lot of out people who are out now but just weren't out then who were part of it but I really felt quite tokenized for lack of a better word and ended up quitting mm. um and then when i got back involved in the comedy scene like doing queer town with y'all was so important to me because it really felt like finally mm -hmm. i was able to like be in a queer comedy space that could have opportunity for everyone to join in oh. I don't know if I knew that context. Mace, that's really beautiful. I don't know if I could have verbalized that at the time, but fair, in fair. retrospect, like that's absolutely the the need that was being met by this show and that continues to be met by it yeah. just by all the people we've brought on. I mean, this is our ninth podcast episode. We've had some amazing conversations that have just really enlightened me and provided a needed sense of hope in these really turbulent times. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think like, uh, kind of going back to your, your original qu question and, and why, why we're here. And maybe this is not like a reflection point, but kind of like looking back at the, at the episodes that I've done here, like there've been times where I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad we're doing this. Like I yeah. am meeting prominent queers in the community, like maybe almost like connecting to like what, like the, the, the merit of what we've done up to this point to say like, Hey, we've been doing this show for a while and now we're, we're bringing these people in. Like, of course we should keep doing this. Cause I, 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 there's so many stories still to tell in Austin that I'm really excited to tell going, going, going forward and, and, and to hear and, and just to investigate, I don't know, to, to, to ask these questions. So I'm grateful for this, this platform, but I don't, I don't think I realized it until we started recording these episodes. Like, Oh, we are in this like lane right now that, is uh, very singular, and I'm just, I don't know, I guess grateful to be here with y'all. Big echo. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the, the show has changed so much over time, and I think that's one thing that, like, we as a trio are so aware of, right? Because when we started off the show, we had that huge Queer Town extravaganza, and then we, like, did the monthly, and that was so, like, pared down, and I remember there was someone after a show... It was maybe a few months into it and they were like, yeah, like y'all are the best part of this show and you're barely on stage Aww. because we were really like, yeah, we want to like, you know, Sh let yeah. the guests shine. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like really give them a 20 minute set or whatever <laughs> it is. And I think we've always used that audience feedback to sort of inform what the show could become. Yeah. And like, th I think that's why we're at this point now where like this episode is just us. Yeah. And it's interesting, right? Because our producer, Kristen, uh, like I met with her the other night and she was like, Mace, like the three of y'all talking is so important to Queertown. You cannot ever lose that. Yeah. Mm. She was like, I, I want you to have the guests on. I want you to have those conversations. But like Laura, Mace, Javi, like that is such a important dynamic of yeah. Queertown. You cannot ever lose that. 
And Aww. I was like, damn, it, I don't know. It's kind of affirming to hear that from someone who's not like, you know, in front of a mic right now on the show. Yeah. Well, thank you, every, ever, everyone. Not that we're coming to an end, but like the, I, I'm grateful for everybody who's uh, been supportive of us and, and listening uh, even up to this point in this episode because uh, I'm just really grateful for the community and I, I definitely want, want to say that. Yeah. It was like, because um, I also really loved that initial period, that really like DIY. Yeah. We were just kind of booking shit. And, uh, yeah. and there was like a lot of shows where like, I think it was... Um, like very centered on us. I'm thinking about that show that we did where it was, um, uh, Coltan used to do a show called play by play. Yeah. And it was, and I got the idea of doing gay by play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like two teams and then yeah. we would be like commentating while they, and that was just very fun. Cause that just, that just felt like we were just pulling our friends together and yeah. just like having a good time. That's a really great, yeah, that's yeah. a really great photo. I'm absolutely blitzed in that photo. And every time I look at it, I'm like, you have half of one eye open. And like, ah! <laughs> yeah. But we did, fun. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, th- I yeah, think a lot right. of those like very fun mo like, we did that fucking uh when that <laughs> when that video leaked of elizabeth hasselbeck having a breakdown on the set of the view and we looked like that. Oh, that was incredible <laughs> oh we I, did memorize lines for that yeah we we went through like a rehearsal for the <laughs> show oh uh. Oh, I mean, oh, that's funny. yeah. That's Who could good hey, forget? Weird Thank you, Javi. <laughs> Thank you, Javi. Yeah, true. <laughs> Who could forget Queer Town's Pink Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> Shortly after, oh. I had adopted the cats, and Oscar oh. gave me ringworm, <laughs> <laughs> which I have. I have to clarify because a lot of people still think that ringworm is an actual worm. It is not. It's not. It, it is, just gives you yeah it, little it, circles. You can use like athletes' foot medicine for yeah. it, but it like yeah. way back in the day people thought it was a worm it wasn't but i had it all <laughs> over my skin and so i played rudolph with ringworm. I, I don't know if i knew you were struggling through ringworm so either. <laughs> <laughs> what an incredible reveal I, know. I, I think i had a lot of shame around can it. you put that photo from the thing <laughs> so we because our all of our looks that night were really good how you weren't jesus you weren't rudolph the red-nosed reindeer you had I the was. horns, right? No, you know, you were Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rain Twink. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're, Javi, bring it. Well, oh, I was Mrs. Claus? You are Mrs. Uh-huh. Claus. All it right. was like maybe going through a poly phase. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I did give my, I brought depth. Uh, there were horns though, right? And I, uh, yeah, no, I definitely had horns. So okay. Very, very, very good. I, um, I think there was some shame that I had <laughs> around having ringworm and I, I felt like I was disclosing something. What? No, it was fine. It just needed a preface of, I never told y'all this. <laughs> <laughs> because you said it as like, and I'm like, is that a story that I've heard before? From I, me- I meant to grab Javi's <laughs> eyes, but I was so transfixed by the story that I was like, what? I meant to do like a little look over, but I, I couldn't. There was no space to check in because I was so tr- <laughs> stunned by the news. So I have a friend who's a doctor, Dr. Louis Seha, and he was over at my house and I was like, gosh, this is so weird. But I have this like little circle in my armpit and he took one look at it and he was yeah. like, you have ringworm. And like the foster mom for Oscar and Emmy was like, Oh, like Oscar has this like little thing on his ear. Like, don't worry about it. And she gave me this like medication and me being me, I never fucking used it. 
<laughs> oh, that you're going to say you never looked it up. <laughs> oh, I, I definitely didn't look it up. I was like, oh, he has a little thing on his ear. Yeah, I, that's on her. Like, I, she says little thing medicine. Right. Well, the annoying thing, long story short, is that <laughs> Emmy never got ringworm, but I definitely did. <laughs> and it took so long. I think it was like four to six weeks for me to like finally get rid of the ringworm and i just remember being in my car crying (laughs) like i am never gonna get rid of this thing (laughs) it's a legit and that sounds like a legit virus oh right it's it's only like external is it a saliva thing did did, so i don't need to ask this i don't i i even now i don't know the science behind it i think what it is is skin contact oh okay okay yeah so i think like his little thing on his ear became a huge thing on my neck yeah and all i remember is i was making out with this guy and i was like oh fuck i'm gonna have to tell him that he needs to be on the lookout (laughs) for something (laughs) i mean i don't I don't remember what episode it was recently, but you saying how you have always thought of yourself as a Carrie Bradshaw in your life <laughs> has crystallized so much for me. <laughs> and Shut even you up. telling me that you got ringworm, I was like, yeah, that's, just, that's a season four episode. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> He's making out with a guy. He thinks he has ringworm. This is sex in the city. <laughs> Can we work this into our gay captain planet? Queer captain planet in some <laughs> yes i i am a carry for better or worse i don't think i'm a carry and in just like that though i that's think fair. i'm an og series carry oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. two different fair. maybe two different carries two yeah. different multi multiverses multi yeah i'm i'm not in the movies okay i don't even uh, know if i make it to paris I, I think i'm season one through five and that's it <laughs> I know of, oh, well, pop culture, fine. Uh, I, I know of Che, but I have yet to watch an app, but. Oh. You know you know everything I you know need to know. I know everything I need to know based on <laughs> what I in, ingest in pop culture. Uh, so anyway, anyways, I just, I feel like it's worth saying. I still <laughs> haven't, but I feel like I have such a vivid picture of episode by episode of what Che has done. And how people have reacted audibly to what Che has done uh, in scenes. <laughs> to what Che has done <laughs> to society. <laughs> uh, the impact of Che. I will just say, just in remarking on the history of Queer Town, I, also, I feel like it's very, like, three discrete eras, right? Like, our live show. And then I think our real, like, on-the-whim decision of, like, do you guys want to do, like, a Twitch show while this uh, yeah. little pandemic thing is going on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that lasted for so long, but, like... Yeah was so important to me oh, during that so time. Important. Oh, grounding. Yeah. I was writing down tweets and posts and shit I was watching and reading because I wanted to like feed this thing and yeah, it became yeah. so important to my and the uh, absence pandem- of early like pandemic. A life. social life, right? Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. oh, I was so excited for every Friday night. Yeah. Like just to do the show and hang out with y'all. Yes. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, the same, huge same, 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 highlight of 2020 because yeah. I really felt like not only were we sort of exploring a new area as a show, but Javi, I remember this moment in particular, I think we were talking about some trip that you had gone on. It was you and a bunch of your gay friends Mm -hmm. and you were maybe on like the, I don't want to say outside, but like maybe on like the edge of this friend group. Yeah. And you're in a hot tub and you're telling this story about like a makeout that's happening that you oh, yeah. weren't involved with. Yeah. And I, that was just this like gold moment <laughs> of like, we have never shared shit like that on this show <laughs> and we need to. <laughs> that's so 
Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. I've told also, you. Also, clarification: it wasn't a makeup. That was a, he was fully being finger banged. Oh, okay, hot. <laughs> in the same pool as me, <laughs> just feet away. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> well, I've told you all about my failed threesome, right? <laughs> I cannot ever imagine having a threesome. No. Like there is like a like there's like a part of me that's like, okay, mathematically, I understand sure. why that is attractive. Absolutely, yes. Hot person, second hot person, all at the same time. Summit of yes. yeah, that's gonna be great. No, I can't imagine having to perform in front of two people. Like I don't that's uh, that would the, be you're talking about like the anxiety or the the pressure to yeah. yeah no absolutely not i can't navigate that with two people at the same time that'd be horrible well our first episode of the podcast i talked about that double date that i went on where it was me yeah. and those two guys and it was very hot making out together but like we never got undressed so i haven't which sounds enjoyable like it was that very sounds... enjoyable yeah it, it was like a pg-13 yeah. threesome and it was great oh, uh... Promote Yeah, yeah, that sounds enjoyable. That's actually, that sounds great. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very like. Hey, just come out. We're just gonna do a little makeup <laughs> session. <laughs> no pressure. Indica. <laughs> so I, I want to say I've done that before because I think I have, but it just was like less like formalized of a thing. Sure. It was like, oh, there's like three of us at a bar, and we're all gonna make out, and that'll sure. be that. Um, but. Yeah, I would love to have an actual threesome at some point in time, but the logistics of it. That's the part yeah. where I yeah. like oh. I don't think oh. Mace Kerwick sure. would like not be present. Yeah. I think it would be like, hey, so like it, like what's your like desire? What's yeah. your desire? Yeah. And like, okay, like this is what I'm into. This is how I like to be tied. Right. Well, in porn, I've, I've seen that expressed as, you know, like it would immediately go to what I've seen. Yeah, right. It would be projecting fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I have always wondered logistically, like, I think like when I'm having sex with someone, there is this great aspect of like humor that is yeah. sort of innate mm -hmm. to things. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I would feel self-conscious doing that with two. Maybe not. No. Oh, that's so interesting. You're saying like the the vulnerability of giggling, which still happens, yeah. which is like very normal and very it's, fun. And you're like, oh, thank God, I'm like, giggling right now. Yeah, you know, and, and it like should it, happen. it should happen. Yeah, there's a weird noise happened. Like, <laughs> you know, like that's <laughs> so it's so I, normal and so fun. And you're like, well, then I guess like we're both like you know really enjoying it. If the noises, the weird noises happened, you know, like yeah. that's I mean that's like I mean that, but, that's human yeah. bodies. Though. That's human bodies. Like, human bodies are yeah. like great when it comes to like sexual exploration. But with that comes some like uh, audio mixing that I wish could happen at the same time. <laughs> I just saw a screenshot of a TikTok. This is where I'm at. Uh, I just saw a screenshot of a TikTok of a woman, and she goes, <laughs> she like typed out this text block over her head, and she goes, "One time, uh, a man was eating my pussy uh, from behind, and his nose tickled my asshole, and I clenched my cheek, and I said, got your nose,' <laughs> and I never heard from him again. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh my God, y'all! I have the craziest story to tell you. <laughs> go, 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 so, go, go. Last night, I met an executive producer who's from New York, 
and she's down here for South by and she took me out to dinner because she's like a former client of mine and she's like, okay, so I was dating this guy for like six weeks who I have been telling all my friends his name is Marvel because he loves all of the Marvel movies. And I was like, oh damn, like I cannot come out to you right now as being like someone who's watched like every fucking Marvel movie. <laughs> so I'm like, oh God, that's so, so weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's like, Okay, so she didn't know I was queer until maybe like 20 minutes into talking to me and she was like aggressively hitting on me and I was like, okay, you're you're an EP, like you're a former client. This feels like sort of weird. I'm just going to like throw out there like a general ex of mine and their name yeah. and just like take it from there. And go quick. my gay ass podcast that I have. <laughs> yes. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Right. show you the rainbow tattoo under my left yeah. cheek. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, okay, like, I, you're from New York. I'm sure you're dealing with a lot more, like, uh, trademark metrosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, long story short, it got to a point where she was like, okay, so Marvel, this guy that she was dating, uh, she's like, okay, we, like, had this, like, very dramatic breakup in Florida, and we, like, flew back separately, and it, like, was not planned, and then I blocked his number, but I still need to ask you something about him. And I'm like, hmm, okay, go on. And she says that he asked her to lick his ass so rim him mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she didn't think it was that weird until he presented himself on the bed <laughs> oh, i'm so excited <laughs> me so too excited. me too me too i have a couple different options uh-huh. of what could be the issue <laughs> and she declined and evidently for like I don't know at what point in the six weeks that happened, but it happened at some point. And then from every period that like physical intimacy intimacy was happening between them after that, he would ask if she could rim him while he jacked off, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. just, Mm -hmm. you know, that feels pretty gay to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously like it, there's a woman doing it to him. Sure, so that's sure. a very specific fantasy, yeah, sure, which I think sure. is like real and we should hold space for. An important part of uh, yeah. an identity we're projecting. Sure. But it it, it is an interesting <laughs> When you said detail. present himself. <laughs> I know. Did you get any other details? Um, so, no, no. It's, it's like uh, she said that she talked about this with two of her gay friends and they were asking about knee placement. So mm-hmm. I got some great like post fag talk details and the knees were not close together. The knees were far apart. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Frog pose. Frog pose for frog our yogis. yogis. Yeah. Like, like we are leaning into it. I wish that I had inquired. About I really arm. thought you were going to say on the back spread eagle. Just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm curious about arm placement. Like, is he like arms under shoulders or is he like spreading out? <laughs> Child like, pose. Yeah, like child's <laughs> pose. But, oh no. Oh no. Uh, for those listening at home, I just spilled just water. water. It was only water. It was just water. It wasn't the one. Okay, so <laughs> it's it, it, knee placement. So is he on back or is he like on all fours? I guess he's on top of the bed and it's like edge of the mattress. And yeah, I get it. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It legs is. are what in like 180 degrees 90 degrees <laughs> however far apart your legs can go 
<laughs> we'll How say. far can I go? Yeah. As a queer person. Yeah. Obviously, we're very open to this act. We yes, understand. Yes. It's it's Absolutely. an important yes. act. Absolutely. 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 An enjoyable act. And I, I'm very, I would wonder if there's no statistics on this, but I wonder what the acceptance level is right now when a 2022 yeah, me too. straight people. Me too. Yeah. I think for huge straight question, people, huge rimming question. is probably still yeah. off the table. It's still off really? the table. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, that, okay. That is my impression. Well, like fingers in the booty. And I guess we are saying like, well, no, anybody, but yeah, I think, I think if males. you are cis yeah. yeah, and you are a guy, yeah. I, I think there's like a total avoidance of ever acknowledging that you have a butthole. Right. Okay. And I remember when I worked at old Navy. Yes. Go on. Hobby. Yes. And I was a, I was a, I was a young person. I was very charming. Uh, I bet. Oh, I bet. Oh, I bet. Oh, um, very charming to straight men. They very much enjoyed me. And then at some (laughs) point I was like, oh yeah, no, like I'm, I'm gay. And I'd be like, okay. And so I, I, uh, met this friend at work, just this other straight dude. And he, at some point figured out that I was gay and he was like, Hey man, I just, uh, I don't know. Like I just, you know, at this point, like, I just, I like you so much. You're so cool. Like, I think like, like, I I just, I just think you're really, really great. And so like, I'm cool with the gay thing. And I'm like, (laughs) All right, cool. Thanks for your acceptance, I guess. And he just goes, but just like, promise me you'll never do butt stuff. And I was like, I'm sorry. Oh, I need to promise to you. Oh, what? The butt stuff will never happen. What's, let's let's unpack this. Let's unpack this. Um, talk to me about what you heard in church going up. Talk to me about. I was very young. This was before I was a therapist, so I did sure. not know the term yeah. unpack. But I was just like, I don't know, dude. That's just how it happens. So <laughs> you're have to accept me. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, I, I will say it is fascinating that in so many mainstream gay narratives, like Modern Family, which we've talked about on the podcast, which is like loved by Republicans. Hmm. We talked about that, in Michael Barnes. Oh, thank you. Okay, <laughs> I was like, was that one me one? <laughs> yeah. The, the oh, the wine was good that yeah. night. Yeah. yeah, the wine was great that night. <laughs> thank you. I'm Mace. so jealous. Thank you, Mace. Thank you, Mace. Thank you, Mace. Honestly, the two episodes, not the the two that have come out, I'm very jealous that I was not a part of. Uh, yeah, honestly, I'm a big same. fan of Teresa Funk. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Honestly, same. Uh, we missed you during those, and those yeah. were good. Any any combos, we have missed you absolutely. Ideally, it would have been the four of us. Worth just worth saying. Yeah, I do. No, I, I think yes. I, would I always love miss to figure out a way to do it. Always miss. Hobbies. I've just been self conscious about the three of us overshadowing a guest mm. whenever they come on the show because, like, we have such an amazing rapport between the three of us, and I feel like whoever it is would be like, "Oh, I need to like compete or like match that energy," and really, it's like, no, like we're having the guests on the show to inform the episode and right. like. Maybe it'll be funny. Maybe it'll be vulnerable. Like that's up to you to decide and we'll kind of follow your lead. Um, And I don't know, maybe it is possible for us to do like a a little foursome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think like the three of us are, I would, I would argue pretty good listeners. Uh, My mom's a psychotherapist. Uh, I'm thinking of like fun because we did a couple of foursome episodes of quarantine. We did. We did. Yeah. Our yeah, Twitch show. Yeah. That's right. I think it would be fun. I had forgotten about them. No. True. And yeah. I think uh I think we incorporate well. But but also like uh let's let's try to try to do one. I don't know. Yeah, let's test it. And when I'm back in town or whatever. Well we could do it through Zoom too. Oh, this is true. Or through Zoom. Yeah, you're not dying, Laura. You're just going no, to No, I'm not dying. Oh <laughs> some would argue. Yeah. <laughs> well what? God, where were we going with this? I feel like Oh, the presenting thing. 
I literally <laughs> saw a butthole. There was some hair on the edges, and I went, oh. oh we were okay. talking about butts. We, I yeah, think it was Frog Poe's butthole. Oh, wait, this is, this is what I'm trying to say. So I have noticed in a lot of like queer narratives that are out there, they're not really talking about butt stuff. Oh, yeah. And I think, like, obviously, like, there's... What do the, you mean? Well, there's, like, a reality to anal sex, right? That's not sexy. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, like, that's totally fine. Uh, I would love to see more out there about that. I, yeah. I just think that, like, even broaching that subject, like, transcends this uh, comfortability that... Oh, uh, like, did... You go, yeah. Other, the other two? yeah. Like, uh, like that pizza conversation? Pizza, yeah, the pizza conversation on the other two. Uh, yeah, that would. I know of it, but I, 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 yeah. I'm excited to get there. Yeah. yeah. I, I think there's so much humor that can be mined yeah. for this. And as a writer, director, performer myself, I'm excited to continue doing that. I, it just feels to me like we're in this uh, like Will and Grace era, right? right? We've talked about Will and Grace. Yes. We love Will and Grace, yeah. but there's also like a, a like a scrubbing, yeah. right? Of um, just like the messiness, the palatableness. Well, and I feel like so many gay male couples in American media, you're you're not hearing about versatility. You're not hearing mm-hmm. about like bottoms or tops necessarily. Even it's like, oh, we're keeping it to this like hallmark level, just kissing. Yeah, and that's fine. I think there is something to be said about a sexy kiss. Yeah. Um, Recently, my boyfriend's mother was in town and we were hanging out and uh, she was here for the weekend. Uh, My boyfriend is uh, famously very obsessed with Drag Race. So Fridays, regardless of whether we if we have guests from out of town, he's like, we're going to watch Drag Race. And I was like, (laughs) you're going to put your mother. (laughs) But in the moment, I was very like, you know what? It's fine. It's on VH1. It's pretty. Yeah, it's it's clowns. Yeah, yeah, it's clowns. Yeah, yeah. You can you can terms you don't know fine. you won't it's know. Fine. Yeah, Mama, we watched the one episode where they go into a very in depth explanation of what Folsom, <laughs> what the Folsom Street Fair is, and I was like, <sighs> and there was something else. I can't remember what else was mentioned in that episode, but later I was like, well, your mother now knows what Folsom Street Fair is. <laughs> <laughs> I found out about that through looking. Yeah, oh. which is no. I was going to bring looking Underrated. up a, a second ago because I was like, "That's yeah. I know at least you and I have talked about this." About I, I've like, watched it all the way through. Also. Yeah, yeah. That, how that was just like um, I don't know. At that point in time, I was like, "This is important." Yeah, me. yeah. I don't think it's like the best show in the history of television, but I do think the specificity yeah. of the gay male experience that it depicts, particularly around Patrick, like bottom shaving. I'm as clean as an Irish spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what was I, my, my joke about that show at the time was like, I love this show so much because it's like, you know what, gays, they can be boring. <laughs> <laughs> but the Piri Piri Chicken, when will it open? <laughs> oh, man, that was like the longest running fucking plot line ever. Right. Like, is Dom ever going to open his chicken I was shop? I expecting, what was that fucking show, White Lotus, for him to mention the Piri Piri Chicken place? <laughs> yeah, no, no, but he just rimmed. He just, <laughs> he just rimmed. rimmed I know. Yeah. I I will say the episode where Dom tops the twink, which was the pilot, like one of the sexiest things I have ever seen on premium cable. I would rewatch. Yeah, that was that was important to me because I followed that twink on Instagram at the time. <laughs> and I was like, 
That's a, uh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, here's my uh, femme of center queer perspective on this conversation. <laughs> I got a bad day during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> let me just say, um, I get it now. Um, <laughs> okay, I, this is, this is vulnerable. I asked my parents for a bidet from Costco for Christmas. <laughs> and this is Mace in a nutshell with his relationship with his parents. <laughs> Who came to every Martini Ranch show that we ever truly, had. Truly. And my parents said, yes, but guess what? We are recording this on Sunday, March 13th, 2022. <laughs> guess who has yet to be bequeathed his bidet? It's me. No, so, Mace, you got Mother, it. if you are listening to this, <laughs> which I am you so- probably are. <laughs> which you probably we are. We love you, Miss Kerwick, yeah. by the way. Thank you for your support, by the way. Oh, it's Miss Cameron. Excuse Ms. me. Miss oh, Kerwick is my grandmother. God, of course, so pers- <laughs> progressive. <laughs> Why would I assume this is on me? Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I... Um, all I can say is, Mom, I love you. Dad, I you definitely aren't listening to this. <laughs> but Mom, where is my fucking bidet? Yeah, I, I, uh, God, what a, rev- a revelation I've thought about any toilet I ever have in the future, <laughs> not including one, me being like, um, do you mind if I add? Because <laughs> uh, there's no going back at this point, no. um, which it makes me feel like in one part so American and the other part like so. I had one in high school yeah. when I lived in Chile. It's ah. very customary for yes. like the middle class homes there to have a good yes. day. And it's a completely separate right. bowl right, 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 next right, right, to right. the toilet. Right, right, right. So it's oh. a whole different thing. I don't think I used it once. I yeah. think I was so closeted and oh, in, internally wow. homophobic that I was like, that's a whole wow. Yeah, that that sounds like a whole, a whole yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. I get it, right? We that's what we've touched on tonight as as well about the bowl and what it means to touch or have can, water touch that area. Can I ask a very personal question? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's when just did y'all first play with your butts? Laura, have you played with your butt? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Oh, hold on, one, I'm gonna need. We can edit this out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, that was a very recent episode. And so I need a moment. Okay. Um, coming back. Okay. We can edit that out. Um, yeah, I'm very pro, but, um, I'm very pro, but, um, I think, uh, pro, but and pro, but stuff. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I don't know how y'all feel like in the spectrum of like adolescence and childhood to masturbation, but I feel like I was a pretty like early adapter to, to masturbation and like understanding like this is great and being like <laughs> up until this point, it's whoa, you know, whoa. Like I, I feel like I did that at a pretty appropriate age Same. or early yeah. onset to be like, wow, this is so, and like discovered it myself without knowing what was up and probably Fival related and problem child related. Uh, <laughs> no, I remember the first time I had an orgasm. I didn't know that I was having an orgasm. I I thought that yeah. was pre-cum. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That feels no, I had that the tracks, yeah. opposite where I was like very intently like, I'm going to have an orgasm today oh. for the first time ever. <laughs> and then I went into the shower yeah. and in the moment I was like, it happened. 
Yeah. <laughs> in retrospect, it did not. Uh, and then later that evening, oh God, I don't think I've actually said this out loud to anybody before. Okay. <laughs> I was a weird kid. Listen, at the time I was reading the, the book American Psycho. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> and here's why this was attractive to Brenton, me because at this time I was like a dumb little young little cinephile and so I would read um what was the magazine that I would read premiere magazine premiere magazine of and that's where I would get all my little gossip about movies coming out yeah and at the time Leonardo DiCaprio had been initially casted to play this character and so I was reading this book I was in middle school my I parents know that should have done better uh, and I was, so I'm reading this book and I'm picturing Leonardo DiCaprio and there's like there's like sex scenes in that book that are like four pages long. They're crazy. But like and three of them are like pretty crazy. It's not until like the fourth page that like this the, the killing happens. <laughs> but yeah it was like literally like the same day and I was like well I'm gonna go do that thing I did earlier. Um <laughs> And then, yeah, the orgasm happened, and I was like, this is different! <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> um, well, she, I've y'all. enjoyed this episode quite a yeah, bit, this if, if this is the finale. Uh, I think it might be, because we're about to hit an hour and a half. <laughs> okay, well, I, the thing is, if you've reached this point, you know, uh, <laughs> what's up? Um, I say finale. I, I mean the end of the episode. Yeah, We're I'm obviously like, filming lo- some above and beyond this I'm one. like, Laura, are you writing yourself off of this show? No, please. No. Me no. no, I'm sticking around. We know that this is possible through Zoom, so I'm yes. not, I am absolutely not leaving. Good. No, no, no. Good. We no, no. we Definitely. do not want you to leave. No, no, no. Indef- no. Indefinite. Indefinitely. As my orthodontist said, when I put a bar behind my bottom teeth when I was maybe 13 years old, when I got my braces off, I was like, "How long is this bar coming off?" And he used the word indefinitely, and I said, "I don't know what that means." <laughs> and I went home and opened up a paperback dish dictionary because this was 19. 19- <laughs> Uh, 50s even <laughs> and I looked it up and I went it meant forever-ish so, yeah no, on the show that's, that's what we want yeah well I love y'all and I feel like we touched on like every fucking I think, we did. I think so <laughs> yeah, even, I, think I think each of us has said I've never said this before <laughs> <laughs> there were some disclosures there was, yeah, yeah, disclosures, yeah. But there's also a lot of love. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I think that's all any of us can ask for. So oh, very we've awesome. drained our glasses, but yes. let's raise them one final time for an in-person cheers. Yes. Because I fucking love y'all. And oh, I'm so glad to do the show. Laura, Prima, yes. Safe Travels. Thank you. I appreciate it. I will meet y'all again on Zoom. Yes. Absolutely, no doubt. Uh, yes. In fact, let's do a foursome with a guest. I would love that. Hell yeah. I love it. Cool. Cool. All right. Queer uh, Town. Queer town. Queer town. Queer town. <laughs> well, that's all, folks. As always, I'm Mace Kerwick, and thank you so much for visiting us here in Queer Town. This episode was edited by Drewski Hewlett and associate produced by Kristen Washington. I'd like to give a big shout out to everybody who's commented, who's subscribed, who's shared this podcast with their friends and family, because we absolutely love getting to sit down with the movers and shakers of Austin's queer community and are so grateful for the opportunity to continue doing so. Y'all come back now, you hear? 